Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news and sometimes interviews. This is episode 32, recorded January 9th, 2021. I'm your host, Charles Current, and in today's episode, Mad Bob's Lock Picks is taking pre orders. Law Lock Tools website is under construction. The new ML20 restricted key system for the MLAA. Packlock's government contract issues. New pick designs by Lock Noob. A Lockpickers United raffle update, and of course, more lockpicking criminals, sales, and giveaways. You can find the audio version of the show almost anywhere you listen to audio content. That includes Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible iHeartRadio, and most podcast apps, and also at thelocksportscast.com. You can find the video version here on YouTube. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. YouTube and some podcast apps limit the length of show notes and my ability to post clickable links, so you can always go to thelocksportscast.com to find full show notes, including all of the links. We'll start off with a few announcements here. The Lockheed Awards nominations are still being accepted until January 29th, so you can head over to LockheedAwards.com and read the How Videos or People Are Nominated section before you submit your nominations. There's a link provided in that document to get you to the nominating form. Please, if you remember to, please provide a video link or a name to a video on the channel you're nominating that demonstrates why you're nominating them, whether it be audio, video, uh, whatever it is, please provide a link or at least the video name and the channel name so that I can find it myself and get a link. Otherwise, I'm going to have a really hard time with this. Um, so just keep that in mind. Also, the Pack Lock a Month giveaways are going to continue for 2021. So if you're interested in winning one, be sure to head over to thelocksportscast.com and click on the tab that says giveaways. And I have all the rules to enter there. Um, I may change them slightly here. I will be doing the giveaway draw for December's here pretty soon on a live stream. That live stream will be on my Charles Buildscrap channel, but I I'm thinking that from now on I'll be doing the live streams for the giveaways here on the Lock Sportscast channel on YouTube, so be sure to check that out. And I always announce the the winners in the next podcast anyway, so you can always just skip the live streams and stay tuned. And the Lockpickers United Charity Raffle Week 1 update has been posted. They say, hello and welcome to our first weekly update on the status of the raffle. We are currently sitting at 11,446 raised, with 9,078 coming from the Discord and 2,368 coming from the subreddit. Absolutely incredible. Let's keep up the momentum. Then they have links that you will need here, which I will also include in the show notes for the rules, regulations, and guidelines, the approved charities, list of prize pots, and list of ticket distributions. All those will be in the show notes under the giveaway section. I will also touch on the rules some more here when we get to the giveaway section of the show. And Cherelle shared a post by Mad Bob's Lockpicks. The post was actually on Facebook. It says, We are now taking pre-orders for the Ghost Pro Set, Pry Bar Sets, and the Jackknife. They have lists of costs. The Ghost Pro Set looks like 42 pounds plus shipping. 
the curved pry bar set, 28 plus shipping, and then they have pry bars three straight and three curved, 28 plus shipping, jackknife, 60 plus shipping. And if you wish to purchase the items, you can email them at info at madbob.uk with your requirements and the country and all that. I will have a link to the Facebook post in the show notes. And Starry Lock sent in an email, uh, just letting everybody know that the Law Lock Tools website has been under construction for quite a while now, and their Facebook page hadn't been updated recently. But he received an email from them stating that everything is fine. They're in their second national lockdown in the UK, and because of how that affects schools and work and everything, uh, they just haven't had time. So they're hoping to have, they were hoping to have launched the new website on last Monday, but with everything going on, it's been pushed back. They are working on getting stock levels up in the meantime, and we'll be back as soon as possible. And a new story out of Australia, the new ML20 restricted key system for the Master Locksmiths Association of Australia. It has been locally designed in Australia by SG Lock and Security. The unique design features give the ML20 increased physical security. All ML20 keys are made from nickel silver for added strength. Special attention has been given to the clamping area to make sure that they clamp correctly and easily, and that ensures that they can be cut consistently. The barrels are, as they say, meticulously machined to the highest tolerances. And as a result, the barrels and keys work together effortlessly. That's a tongue twister. It says, all ML20 barrels are designed to be extremely difficult to pick by standard methods. That'll be interesting to see. A range of 13 barrels are provided, and that gives the ability to do both commercial and residential. Barrels come in several profiles, including a, a overall master profile. And they say that the Registration, the 10-year design registration will be good until 2030 to provide your customer with uh, secure key blanks. Mather pointed out a tweet to me sent out by at PacPrez on Twitter. He said, before PacLock, Abloy had a monopoly on selling GSFP padlocks to the U.S. military for years to the tune of $140 per lock. PacLock wins an award a few months back for approximately $100 a lock. Today, Abloy won a new award for less than 90 on products it was selling for 140 Abloy ripoff. He goes on to say that yesterday, Packlock's Buy American compliant bid lost to Abloy's products because Abloy dropped its price dramatically from $140. So, there you have it. Sounds like the bid they had won a few months ago has been underbid again by Abloy. But PacPaz also put out another tweet saying, took our first order for a custom solution we developed for our special forces. Really don't want to say anything about the solution because, well, we're talking about special forces folks here. Thank you for your order and thank you for your service to our great nation. So it sounds like they got a little something going on there, but it sounds like they lost the uh, bigger contract there. And Trail pointed out another tweet by uh, Locknoob, who was retweeting and replying to a multi-pick tweet. The multi-pick tweet said, New Year, new lockpicks, Abana and Monith, two unique lockpicks designed by Locknoob. And Locknoob said, so excited about these, I can't wait to show them in my video this Saturday. And so 
I will have links to both the tweets and to the YouTube video by Locknoob about his new pick designs that are being sold by Multipick. And Sherelle sent in another tweet here from Rune International that said, I made a creative mod to the Illuminated Follower by Foxy, aka Redcat Imaging, drilled a 3mm hole in the end cap, and replaced the two AG5 batteries with a cheap thin USB cable and a 100 ohm resistor connected to the cold white 5mm LED. Seems like a pretty creative mod. It allows him to have constant light. He says he always carries a small power bank, so this would give him hours and hours of light. Kind of a very cool creative change-up. And it looks like Nitaflor, the first person to pick the Fichette F3D exterior cylinder that I mentioned in a previous podcast, has made another video about that pick, but this one in English, and he goes into quite a bit of detail about how how to pick the lock. So if you want to check that out, I will have a link to that in the show notes for all of you like me who speak English and didn't understand what he was saying in the first video. And Starrylock sent in a note saying, don't know if this is newsworthy, but I reached 1,000 subscribers. I'll have a giveaway once I'm stable over 1K and think of what to do for it. I think it's newsworthy. Starrylock has been a big part of this community. He has been uh, doing a lot to help smaller YouTube channels grow by doing his Shout Out Monday series. So congratulations, Starrylock. You've earned it. And I hope that number just keeps going up. And in Karate Belts this week, we have a new black belt. On the third, we have an announcement that reads, Congratulations to our newest black belt at Heavy Metalhead. He slayed two Asa beasts, made some very clean and clear cutaways, a very nice pick, and a handy diagram for a bird's eye camera stand, as well as mentoring and helping the community. Congratulations, Heavy Metalhead. Very impressive. Also impressive, we have... On the third, Reindeer, a.k.a. Rain, earned his red belt. And on the fourth, Study Guru earned his brown belt and started calling himself Study Poo Poo. Okay, and now it's time to take a quick break and say thank you to the people that made this show possible. I want to start with the executive producers. And I had a very, very generous one-time donation from a new executive producer, Robert. Robert sent in a note with that that said, I enjoyed listening to your shows. I look forward to the thrill of opening what is, quote, securely closed, a.k.a. locked, the adrenaline rush described by, I believe, Bosnian Bill, when the clunk, snap, or spring shot sound of a successful open is rather addicting. I'm good with the tools but lack any SPP skill. I get zero feedback, unlike the rich, clear audio clicks I see on YouTube tutorials. I will have to focus and dedicate time to eventually get it, as I have several that I have been unable to rake, starting with an American 1100. Good luck with your show. Thank you very much for that very, very generous donation. Um, And I just want to say, with the problems you're having, all you can do is practice. And audio clicks transfer good on YouTube videos, partly because those condenser microphones and a lot of cameras pick them up really well. But what the videos can't transfer is the feel, which is most of picking, to me anyway, is, is the feel. The feel in the pick and the feel in the tension wrench. Um, and all you can do is practice. You'll get it eventually. You just have to keep practicing. 
if you can try progressive pinning, especially, you know, when, when you start with maybe an American lock, try progressive pinning, you know, start with two pins. I don't see the point of going down to, to one pin, but maybe start with two pins and work your way up. It helps a lot with developing the feel. And then the other uh, executive producers are Patreon subscribers. We've got a new one of those as well. Pat from Uncensored Tactical. Pat is uh, a great guy, runs the Uncensored Tactical website, has the Uncensored Tactical podcast, and uh, an associated YouTube channel for that. So I will have a link in the show notes for his website where you can get to all of his stuff. And uh, thank you for becoming a new patron, Pat. And I hope to have you on the show at some point. So. The other executive producers are my longtime Patreon supporters. We have Meddler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starrylock, Williams Brain, To Be Deciphered, and Liban's Locksport Journey. Content producers for this episode are Meddler, Cherell, The Herne, The Bone in the Box, Joshua Gonzalez, HV Logic, Pandafrog, Starrylock, and Pocket Woman. Remember, this show is only possible because of the information and support that you guys provide. So if you value this podcast, if you're getting value out of this podcast, please help return that value by sending in news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have that's Locksport related that you think the rest of the community would benefit from hearing, send it in to me. You can reach me at podcast at locksportscast.com. You can DM me on Discord, or there are several other ways to contact me that you'll find in the show notes, or you can go to locksportscast.com and click on the contact page, and you can find it all there. That is the number one thing you can do to help this show. Also, you can uh, share the podcast with your lockpicking friends, either online or in person. You can leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform or a comment or thumbs up on YouTube. And if you want to, you can subscribe or donate on Patreon, PayPal, or buy me a coffee. No pressure there. If you support the show with a donation or information, I will make sure to get you producer credit on the show. And, uh, So if you do that, be sure to send me a link to what you want me to link to with your credit on the show so that other people can find you. In lockpicking criminal news this week, we have a story entitled Army Veteran Isaac Wright Suspected of Breaking into Skyscrapers. Isaac Wright, 25, was arrested on December 17th by Arizona State Troopers who took Wright into custody on a warrant out of Cincinnati, Ohio. He is charged with burglary for breaking into an office building and climbing into a metal crown on top of it. Police say he also climbed a light post and took photos in the ballpark where the Cincinnati Reds play. They say, quote, We are all in agreement that the photos are great. They look neat. But the way Mr. Wright is going about it breaks the law, said Cincinnati Police Detective Jeff Ruberg. He added, He's using types of pry bars, lockpick mechanism sets, He's disabling security cameras, motion sensors. He's physically damaging buildings. He's entering, and then he's going on to the top of the building, and then the police are being notified. Ruberg also said he started investigating someone known only as Drifter Shoots from his local social media accounts in late November after a burglary at the Great American Tower. A security guard had called police after spotting a man with a backpack on a surveillance camera. Police searched the building with canines for more than eight hours, but Wright escaped. After examining social media accounts for drifter shoots, Ruberg and other officers identified a man behind the camera as Isaac Wright. 
Then the challenge was finding him. Ruberg said Wright was discharged from the U.S. Army in April of 2020 and had attended SERE school, which stands for Survival, Evasion, Resistance, and Escape. Ruberg and others in law enforcement knew what kind of car Wright was driving. They started tracking him in Melbourne, Florida, using license plate readers. Then Wright went to New Orleans and on to several cities in Texas and New Mexico, but each time Wright got away. We believe he has counter-surveillance. We believe he has friends that will be on the ground if he's in a building, Ruberg said. We were always just 10 steps behind him. He kept catching a break every time we thought we were going to get him. Well, Wright's luck ran out on December 17th when a determined Arizona state trooper and others stopped a car in Winona, Arizona. Ruberg said they take 10 units, 10 marked trooper units, a helicopter. They had plainclothes officers at construction sites where it was down to one lane roads looking into every vehicle that was going by. He was caught finally, and that was only with the persistence of the Arizona Department of Public Safety. Wright and a female companion were in a car behind the one troopers had stopped. Wright was in a different car than he had been driving and was taken into custody without resisting. Wright also faces felony trespassing charge in Michigan. He could be extradited to Ohio from Arizona this week, and he could face more charges in Ohio after the case is presented to the grand jury. Photos on Wright's social media accounts show he has taken photos in Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Atlanta, and New York. It's not, what, it's not clear at this point whether those authorities will charge him also. And in another story out of Butte County, California, Paradise Man Arrested After Attacking Deputies. Butte County Sheriff's Department stopped a man attempting to drive off with a stolen vehicle after he failed to pass a false name. When the deputies on the scene attempted to remove the man from the vehicle, he got violent and attempted to punch and kick the, de- the deputies. The man was later identified as 29-year-old Marcus Myers of Paradise. Once detained, Butte County Dispatch Center learned Myers had a felony warrant for his arrest. The vehicle was also reported stolen. The vehicle also had several shaved keys, a lockpick set, along with nine syringes, heroin, methamphetamine, and suboxone packets. Myers was arrested and booked into Butte County Jail for resisting a police officer with violence, possession of a stolen vehicle, false impersonation, possession of a controlled substance, possessions of drug paraphernalia, and possession of burglary tools. And I'll say it again. Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. Okay. That's all that needs to be said. Out of Victoria, British Columbia, we have a story. Victoria Fugitive wanted on five warrants, 17 charges. A Victoria man known to use an alias is wanted by Victoria police on five warrants, including charges of fraud, theft, possession of controlled substance, and possession of stolen property. Leonard Michael LaCroix, LaCroix who often goes by Richard Brascombe, is described as a 39-year-old Caucasian male standing 6 foot 2 with a medium build and weighing 200 pounds. He has brown eyes and short brown hair. In total, Victoria PD are investigating 17 charges against LaCroix. These comprise of fraud, possession of the controlled substance, possession of other people's identification documents, theft over $5,000, theft of a vehicle, possession of stolen property over $5,000, 
and possession of property under $5,000, failure to comply with conditions, and breach of court-ordered conditions. On March 12th, surveillance footage from Mayfair Mall showed LaCroix and another man in possession of a 2020 GMC Denali that had been stolen from a car dealership earlier in the day. Both men were arrested for vehicle theft and released with a notice to appear in court. In another incident, staff at a school in the 800 block of Bank Street called 911 to report a man was outside the school with a knife and appeared to be cutting drugs. Upon arrival, police located LaCroix nearby and found several break-in tools, a pry bar, drugs, a knife, a replica firearm, and several identification and credit cards belonging to other people on his person. LaCroix was arrested for fraud and breaching court order conditions. He was released to appear at a later date. A few months later, on August 23rd, LaCroix was caught by officers in the 500 block of Ellis Street with a stolen bicycle. After searching the fanny pack he was wearing, officers found identification belonging to several other people, credit card and debit cards belonging to other people, cash, a lockpick, fentanyl. LaCroix was arrested for possession of stolen property and for failing to comply with court order conditions. He was held for court and released by the court for a later date. Anyone who has seen LaCroix is asked to call 911 immediately. Anyone with information can call the Victoria PD report desk. So they keep arresting him and then releasing him, arresting him and releasing him over and over again. How many times does it take <laughs> before you just set a nice high bail because you know he's going to reoffend? And Starlock sent me a note with something that might I thought might be good for the resource section of the podcast. It is a, another podcast that is locksmith-oriented that I hadn't covered yet. It is called The Lock Boss Show, and it is hosted by PJ Slauson of CLK Supplies. And it is dedicated to all who work with locks and keys because you do important work. PJ will give you an inside look at the locksmith industry by interviewing locksmiths, industry professionals, vendors, and by going over topics you've been waiting to be discussed. Join the conversation and take part in our free weekly lockbox giveaway on YouTube. The Lockboss Show is brought to you by CLK Supplies. So that's the description from the uh, podcast on Apple Podcasts. I'll have links to the Apple Podcasts uh, and the Google Podcasts page for both of those. I couldn't find a web page specifically for the podcast linked anywhere in there. So, And for sales this week, we've still got the, well, pretty much for today only, Ending on January 11th, we have the Goodbye to 2020 sale from Southord Tools. They're offering 20% off discount on all products. So if you're listening to this on the day it's released or day before, if you're a patron, you can still use the code NY2021 for 20% off your order at southord.com. Mako Locks has its Buy Mako coupon code for 15% off, appears to still be working. Also, they have their Black Friday specials page is still up and appears to be working. So you can always check that out as well. And the Buy Mako coupon code still appears to be working against those. UK Lockpickers has the 10% off code GIFT. And you can use that. I don't have an expiration date on it. So just try it and see if it works. 
And in giveaway section this week, I'm going to start off with Legal Lockpicker. I asked for permission last week to share the giveaway he was doing then, and I just, after the back and forth and some delayed communications, I forgot to add it to the list. So I apologize to you, Legal, for that. But you, if you're into giveaways, you really should check out Legal Lockpicker's channel. If you're not already subscribed, go ahead and subscribe because he does a lot of giveaways with some really great prizes. So. Uh, his most recent is for uh, some danger field equipment. You've got danger field nano pick set, the danger field high quality practice locks, and the danger field dual gauge mini knife set. So if you want to get entered, go check out his channel. You can specifically for this last one, check out the link in the show notes. I will have a link directly to the giveaway video for the stuff I just mentioned. And I apologize because I'm going to butcher this name again, but Teherna is having a giveaway for the new year, the Tear 2021 giveaway running until February 10th. He's giving away a pinning tray, Euro cylinder holder, and disc detainer pick handles, which are, those pick handles look very, very nice. I'd love to have a set of those. Um, just to enter, you just have to make sure you're subscribed, pick a lock with at least 10 components in it, Include the hashtag tear2021 in the title and leave a comment on his video announcing the giveaway so that he knows that you posted a video and he can go check it out. And the Lockpickers United charity raffle is still going on. Entries will be accepted through January 31st. The prize drawing will happen via live stream on February 1st in the afternoon or evening. Time has not been determined exactly yet. They are providing weekly updates with information on the total money raised, like I read at the beginning of the show. So keep stayed tuned for that. I will check those and get those out to you every week. Basic rules. Each US dollar equivalent rounded down that you donate to one of the approved charities counts as one ticket. The charities have to be approved by the moderation team. If there is a charity you want to donate to that is not yet approved, just contact at donate charity to the at donate to the charity raffle on the Discord or Reddit, and just make sure to uh, request them to review it and see if they can approve it. Um, they have an active list of charities that are approved, the different prize pots, and all that. All these links will be in the show notes, or you can just go over to the Discord or the Reddit and make sure to check that out. They're having a competition between the Discord community and the Reddit community. Right now, the Discord community is winning handily. So the Reddit side, you guys got some catching up to do. And Starlock is still running the Shout Out Monday series, and I believe Pocket Woman is still helping him. They do videos every week highlighting channels with 100 subscribers or less on YouTube that are Locksport related. They try to incentivize you to go over there, check out the channel, subscribe, and leave a comment by having a giveaway every month. The way you enter that giveaway is by following the rules that you will find in the description of any of the Shoutout Monday video series. So just do a, a YouTube search for Shoutout Monday and hashtag Shoutout Monday, and you should find it. And I'm still doing the Pack Lock a Month giveaway. The Format is going to change slightly this year, I think. I'm going to migrate it from the Charles Buildscraft channel to the giveaway drawings being on the Lock Sportscast channel because I feel like the people that are most involved with providing me information 
and subscribing to this podcast are over here. So I think I'm going to do the December one over on Charles Builds Crap here very soon. And then I believe starting with the January prize draw, I will move it to uh, the Lock Sportscast YouTube channel and I'll do the lives over there. The way you get entered into that is by following the rules that you will find listed in the description of or the show notes for every one of my podcasts. Or you can go to giveaway.thelocksportscast.com where I have a full list of the rules. Basically, submit a story that I can use on the podcast. You'll get an entry. Share the podcast on social media and make sure that I know about it and I'll get you an entry. That's the short of it. And I'm still accepting nominations for the Lockie Awards. Uh, nominations are accepted until January 29th, and then we'll take that weekend to switch over to voting, which will begin on February 1st and run through February 28th. I'll do the actual winner announcements in a live stream somewhere around March 5th or March 6th. I haven't determined that exactly yet. Depends on my exact schedule that week. So remember to head over to LockyAwards.com, look over the categories, read the fact on how to submit nominations, go through all that. The biggest part of this is you can only vote for one uh, person in each, or you can only nominate one person in each category, but you don't have to nominate for each. And please submit a reference video with your nomination. Say who you're nominating and a video to reference that shows why you're nominating them, especially for best audio, best lighting, most impressive pick, those type of things. I really need a reference to that. So please do that. Um, I still plan when I get time to contact the people who haven't to see if I can get a reference video on those. And uh, yeah, that's about it on that for now. So far, it's going pretty well. We've got a handful of nominations already. So thank you to all of you who have already nominated. And uh, if you have already nominated and you don't want me to email you or don't, you don't want to wait for me to email you, um, I believe you can go back through and fill out the nomination form again just with your from your same account. It will, I will see it. I will cross-reference it to the fact that you've already nominated and I can just update the fields with your new information that you send in. I believe that should still work. I'm not positive, though. It may only let you submit once. So if that's the case, I'll just email you guys. Remember, this podcast needs your support. So please keep sending in your Locksport-related news, links, giveaway information, sales, anything you have that the Locksport community could benefit from knowing. Just send it in, podcast at thelocksportscast.com or any of the other methods that are listed in the show notes. Or go over to support.thelocksportscast.com, look at the support or contact page, and you can find out how to send it in that way. If you support the show with information, I will give you a show credit. So make sure to, if you haven't already, let me know where you want me to link to, and I will make sure to get you a link with your credit in the show notes so everyone can go check you out. Thank you for all the support over the last... 30 episodes, 31 episodes. I really appreciate it. And remember to keep it legal.